Welcome to Hospitality From Within podcast. I'm so glad you're here. I'm your host, Kim Lerner, leadership coach and professor for the hospitality industry. In this space, we'll be covering a rainbow of topics to support you in learning how to show up for yourself first so you can show up for others, giving you coaching guidance and inviting in collaborators to join me in conversation that are paving the way to a more sustainable industry. Now let's let the learning and the storytelling begin. All right, welcome to today's episode. I'm super excited to have Alex Rychek um, with me on uh, a collaborative conversation. Um, Alex is a PR and marketing specialist that is based in Austin and is also a deep cookie lover. So I'm sure that we'll hear a little bit about that. Um, and uh, Alex and I met as, uh, since I am a storyteller before I let Alex tell her story, Alex and I, in very sort of kismet ways, met um, on a yoga retreat actually two years ago. And uh, when Alex looked at my email, <laughs> she dug a little bit deeper and found out that I too was in the food and beverage industry. And that was sort of like her talking point when we met at the airport and shared an hour and a half, like rough road car ride together to the sunset. So welcome, Alex. Thank you for being here. Super excited oh, to, so much. yeah, thank you. Um, so excited to have a conversation and share your story and passion with others. Well, I have to say in December, I wrote down a list of goals that I wanted for the new year and it was to be on a podcast. So you really made my goal happen pretty quickly. So thank you so much. You're so welcome. And I, um, when you told me that I was super excited to help make one of your manifestations come true. So um, before we start in uh, conversation, I want to create the momentum for this episode. And so I ask you, what is something that you are celebrating, proud of, or recognizing in sort of this moment in time that you're in? Um, so as a publicist, I've always been taught when I lived in New York that you're only as great as your next placement, which means you're consistently having to keep going and get the next best article about your client and whatnot. And I decided this year or recently that I want to celebrate all the hard work I've done in the last five years. And instead of rushing and, you know, toppling over to keep getting the next thing, like I should be proud that I got my restaurant client on the cover of Austin Monthly for the best restaurant issue. And that I just got Texas Monthly to review my client Bureau to Post. And instead of not taking the time to stop and appreciate what I've done, um, I'm deciding to be proud of what I've done so far and not feel like I have to fill the future space so quickly with either a client that I'm not so sure about or doing something that just to fill the space. So I'm, I'm really enjoying allowing myself to reap some creative juices and joy and appreciate everything I've done. And I think I also, when I started my business five and a half years ago, I said, I'm going to meet every single person in Austin. And I started a spreadsheet and I wrote down every person I was meeting notes from our meeting. And I was meeting with like five people a day. And, you know, that that's a lot of time and a lot of mental capacity. So I am finally allowing myself to say, like, I don't necessarily have to do a new project every month and I can just recharge and 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 be proud of what I've what I've done in the last five years or even you know, other parts of my career. Oh, I love that. Thank you. Um, 
Thank you for sharing that. There's so much like juicy, really good stuff in that. Um, I think one is, you know, also whenever we think of celebration to what exactly what you're saying is like, what's the next big thing or like, what's this big goal that we're working towards? And a lot of times we get lost in the remembering everything that we've done. Um, and I always really, I deeply respect and actually appreciate you in that you, you actually help other people recognize that as well. Like when other people are saying, Hey, I've, I've done this big thing, but I like kind of already did it. So it's in the past. And now like, let's look forward. And you're always like, no, 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 wait, like first let's celebrate what you've done. Um, and so I'm really glad that you're here able to share with others, like that full recognition of also having a business for five years and doing it completely solo, which we will go into further, um, is a huge celebration. And more importantly, I've also like everyone that you've worked with, all the hard work that you've done and realizing that like, you don't have to go, 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 go all the time to be quote unquote uh, successful. I mean, that is part of my personality to go, yeah. go, go. Um, if I'm not go, go, going in work than I am socially or traveling. So I think that, you know, it's just important to not worry about what I think other people might be thinking. It's like, oh, the next time I run into someone and they ask me what, what's a new project you're working on? Like that's part of the reason why I want to have this momentum is, oh, I need to tell someone that I'm having this new business meeting or that. And instead now I'm saying, oh, I'm, I'm just taking it easy a little bit because I've worked so hard and I've done all this and it's silly. No one's really like, oh, I wonder what all the new stuff is that she's doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Sweet. All right. So let's um, let our listeners hear a little bit more about who you are, what you do exactly. Um, and, uh, you know, I really, Alex is, is another like absolute ultimate community builder. It is um, part of the core of who she is. Um, and watching her create community is actually probably one of the most magical things to be able to witness. Um, and so I'd love, um, for you to share, you know, as much or as little of where sort of you started, what inspired you to move back to Austin and, and start your own, um, PR and marketing agency. Um, and, you know, I, really sort of like what that transition has been over the five years of how you got clients and now actually how you are continuously building your community, but really selectively choosing who you are choosing to um, collaborate with. Okay. Well, I can start with, um, and I'll be brief about what I did in New York, just so we can talk about now, but I left Austin. I went to UT. I'm from Texas, worked at PR firms in for restaurants in New York for eight years. Um, I learned how to open a restaurant, how to promote a restaurant, how to find the juicy story, how to make relationships and contacts. And then when I was about to turn 30, I was ready to work in-house for a restaurant group. So I luckily got a job with Larry McGuire at McGuire Mormon um, Hospitality. And I moved back to work for them for a couple of years. And then I started my own company. I've always just loved food. And I care so much about what's happening at the restaurant, the story, why they did this, where the chef is from. And so when I found out that that was a job in New York, I was like, this is what I'm going to do forever. And I, I got to be friends with them. I got to learn about cooking and I, I was always just so excited about what they were doing. And for them, it, it was so exciting to have someone care about them, I think, um, and be on their team because it's, it's hard to run a restaurant. 
Yeah. Yes. <laughs> long hours, people complain. And so I was their cheerleader. I, I am, I feel like restaurants hype girl and cheerleader, and I'm finding out what everyone else needs to know about them besides mm-hmm. that oh, they have the best burger or chocolate chip cookie. Like why, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so then when I started my own company, like I mentioned earlier, I was meeting every single person possible because mm-hmm. I was just wanting to get clients. And I thought that meeting people face to face would be the best way for people to remember me. Um, and I started out with a <laughs> Richard's rainwater and, um, <laughs> Then I got a bunch of new, I got restaurants that I, I was excited about. Um, and then, um, I did, you know, traditional PR, some of them, most of them like already existed and they mm-hmm. were willing to take a chance on me and try to have some new creativity in the, in mm-hmm. the their brand. Um, but I think really what you're asking about my community is what I've done more recently. Um, I also have an Instagram called checkmark eats, which is a play off my last name, right? Check. Um, checking every restaurant off my list that I've had for maybe 13 years now. And I have a a bi-weekly newsletter. So I feel like that part has made me a part of the community instead of just a publicist, because I'm documenting and sharing as an expert where I think you should, where I like to eat and where I say are the best restaurants or the best um, boulangeries in Paris, or what is my favorite spa when I'm traveling um, on in my yoga retreat, you know, so I've always just loved writing and sharing that with people. Um, and so I think that's kind of helped me build my community is that I have that almost personal brand mm-hmm. versus just I'm a PR business and I work, I'm working with other people. I have an opinion myself and I've learned so much, um, about social media by having my own brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I keep it you know, to me, that's not a business. That's just like my resume and who I am. And I think that attracts clients because they see that I like to cook. I like to go out. I'm not just doing this for a job. I'm doing this because I'm passionate about it. So I think Mm -hmm. that's, what's kind of helped me with my own community because these chefs and restaurateurs and editors even call me and they're like, Hey, I'm coming to Austin. Where should I eat? Or I'm going to New York. What was that um, cookie? place or Israeli restaurant you posted about. So I think it makes me feel like I'm on their team mm-hmm. or makes me feel like I'm on their team, which I, I believe as well. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm, it really just feels like really natural to me. Um, I'm asking questions because I care and mm-hmm. I want to know the answer of why they picked those beans and what happened when they went on their trip with their wife to come up with that dish. And I don't think what the way that they react is like, I don't think a lot of people are asking them these questions, but it helps me get to know my clients more. And then it helps me come up with a partnership idea. So um, back to the community, like I will partner people that I meet, um, whether they're both chefs or they own a shoe company or they're doing something fun for South by Southwest. I'm like, oh, you guys are aligned. And I think that's because I'm getting to know people genuinely. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of just connect my mind works by connecting so I'm thinking like oh you should be on this panel with this person or we're hosting a backyard music series and need popsicles I know you love music why don't you make the popsicles so mm-hmm. it feels very natural instead of forced I think sometimes a lot of chefs feel like they're supposed to be at this food festival and they have to do 200 plates of something at this charity event mm-hmm. but the things that I like to do are fun because I want to attend them also. 
Yeah. So I think that might be a good answer to community. Yeah. I think that's like such, there's, there's so much great, um, really just like you said, is like connecting the back, the, the dots backwards. Sorry. Um, and you know, I think that in an industry that is also just so truly high stress, um, and there, you know, the reality is, is also like margins in our industry are like really tight. And so finding the right people to support you and really be, like you said, their cheerleader, cheerleader, um, is really difficult. And I think that a lot of times, you know, the restaurant industry or really just anybody in general is always seeking community, but it's really intimidating and you don't really know how to do it, especially when you don't have necessarily, whether it's emotional bandwidth, physical bandwidth, like energy bandwidth, like whatever it is. And so when there's somebody like you that cares so deeply, right, like out of this like insane, like like never ending curiosity that you have, right? Like your, your deep desire to know more and get to know somebody and be able to connect them um, is such a special treat. Um, and it's really like, to me, it's, it's sort of like one of your superpowers. <laughs> um, and, you know, it creates this, you know, safe space for people to get excited. And I think that, you know, the trust that also builds within that, um, curiosity, being able to connect dots to people and just people to events is, um, is so like powerful, right? Like, and I, and I just love you being able to share this because as what you do professionally is, uh, pretty time consuming, but, you know, sometimes there are so many events or things that chefs or, hospitality professionals or anybody going to an event doing speaking, you know, should we go do this fundraiser event or not being able to lean on somebody to actually give the right um, guidance for exposure versus just doing it to doing it saves them so much time and money. Right. And lands them in the right place. And I go to everything with my clients that I tell them to do. So if I don't want to do it, I, I want to make <laughs> do it. And it's so funny that you say that because uh, one of my clients is Joe Chan. She was on Top Chef and we were just doing an interview and I started asking questions <laughs> for the editor. Yeah. I was like, Joe, what about like, tell them why you made this roast chicken. And it's so funny because she's laughing, but I, I'm list. I want her to tell, I, I learn all the stories about my clients. And yeah. This happened when I was doing an interview with pasta bar, I, I jumped in for the editor. I was like, I'm so sorry, but you need to know this story about. Yeah. Them. That's amazing. And I carry all this information with me because I'm asking these questions because I want to know. Yeah. And they laugh at me sometimes because they're like, you ask so many questions, but then I end up getting them to, to share those stories, which gets them the article or gets people excited about them as well. Yeah. And I think it's, it's also, I mean, I don't know all too much about, um, you know, the PR publicist and marketing world, but I do know as, as being a former restaurant operator is like, it is so hard to find the story, right. To like land, land a cover or land the podcast or land the collaboration or whatever it is. And, you know, I, I find that a lot of times it was because people aren't actually digging for those questions, right? Like they're sort of just disdain at the baseline. And so I think it's incredible that 
you're actually forcing your clients to be further like vulnerable. <laughs> um, but that's really what ties them and creates a story and allows people to connect with them and build a community around it, right? Whether it's success of the restaurant, um, more sales of the cookbook, right? Or simply just like people getting to know who they are as an actual human and what gets them excited and passionate about life. Right. And I also just have to learn like what their tolerance is for certain things. Like I'm not yeah. going to, I'm not one of those publicists that I'm going to make them do something if they don't want to, unless mm-hmm. it's really, really important. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. They are running a business yeah. as well. This is so much extra time. Yeah. So I want to make sure that it's meaningful and impactful for them and that they're also enjoying it and mm-hmm. able to themselves or, you know, grow and something like that. So I, I spend a lot of time with these people and getting to know them. And so then they feel my support when we're at a TV shoot or we're doing like a video with the new Wolf and Wheat Bakery and that we have, we're having some bloggers come in. Like they look to me about like, what should I be doing? They all know, but it just feels supportive with Mm -hmm. me there being able to be like, oh yeah, like that looks great. You know, Mm -hmm. so it's, it's fun. It's, you know, it's really, it feels really good to be able to help people who I admire mm-hmm. and who I believe in. And that goes back to kind of what you were asking about who I choose to work with. I only work with people I believe in mm-hmm. and it's how, how can you tell sometimes when you just meet someone for the first yeah. time, I've had to learn, I've had to like ask for another meeting or, you know, figure out a way to make it work. But I, I get so excited when I meet new people in general and I actually somehow just realized this about myself is that I love everybody at first. And I get <laughs> so excited. I'm like, oh my God, this new spot in my neighborhood. I love it. I can't wait to do this. I can't wait to go there. No one's ever done this. And then I've trained myself to come home and say like, okay, you get excited about new restaurants, no matter what, how did you feel around those people? Like, do uh-huh. you want to spend your weekend with them? Yeah. Do you think that they could win best new restaurant? Because I'm, I'm one person. I'm not in the business of opening 12 restaurants a year. So yeah. I want to work with the best and I want to work with people that I think align with me and food that I like. How, how am I supposed to know if I'm going to like the food? Well, maybe I can go to one of their existing restaurants. Maybe I can look at photos. I can tell by photos if I'm going to like something. And yeah, I mean, that's a risk, right? But yeah. it's, I really like come home and think, how do I feel? And then I might talk to, um, one of my clients, Margarita or Amanda, and, and I remember how I feel when I'm with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think, did I, do I feel this way with this person? And if I'm like, eh, maybe then I'm like, it's not worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Because and also I- you're not then delivering too, right? Like you're not showing up for them in a way that you're excited about. And that also I then feels favorite. sticky and yucky. Yeah. I'll end up playing favorites. Like, oh, I didn't really want to do that. Yeah. But- they want and then it's like oh they want to hire me so that feels good yeah like oh yeah so I have to come home and really evaluate how I felt and what I think about the brand and that's kind of how I'm doing it now but for the most part it always works out yeah (laughs) knock on wood um I think that like I want to sort of um, dive a little bit deeper into that because I, uh, you know, a lot of my just process of coaching and and even just like my own journey of same, like attracting clients and, you know, sort of just like attracting the next business venture or collaboration or expansion 
I've had to quite a few times go through different renditions of like where I am today in my life and sort of what are my core, um, well, what I, I define as my pillars, right? Like, is this aligned with my pillars? Because as the leader that I am, if if it's not, then it's going to feel really unbalanced and like quite torturous. Um, and, you know, similar to you and, and most of us in this industry, it's also like, we don't really know how to give 50%. Like we're all in when we're all in and passionate. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And so I wonder, cause I know that your business has not only your business, but you as a leader of yourself and your business and, um, and learning what lights you up in every sort of, you know, next version of you. Has there been any um, sort of like different pillars or core values that you're like, oh, now like this, 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 either this feeling, this word, like this is really important and core to who I am. And this is why I will then have a second conversation to see if this is the right fit and that I'm the right fit for you. Like it's, it's a mutual. Um, Is there anything that you've been able to sort of like point out in that to be like, oh, this is authentic. And I, I can, I can lean into this. I have the perfect word and example. It's creativity. Uh Um, I like when I met with the guys that I did the opening for elementary with, uh-huh. they're so open to like, let's do um, this guest chef dinner. Let's do a run club. Let's do this. And I need people to work with me who are open to trying new ways of revenue stream or uh, ways of getting attention or doing mm-hmm. events. Um, one of my clients uh, is Ty Fresh. Um jam she's had her Thai restaurant for 15 years now and she always says yeah we can try that and we'll do like a Thanksgiving pie tasting or uh-huh. we did this frozen treat festival and I just make up these ideas on yeah. in my working backwards of this can get people there and get your exposure and she always says we can try that and it's never this pressure of oh do we sell out the amount of tickets like did this end up in something like this it's always like I'm willing to try something new and see if it works for us mm-hmm. and I want to work with people that are open to creativity and and talking about ideas I love talking about ideas and just like open to collaborating with me on why don't I give them an idea and then they say oh well actually for my business we could do half of this but also this mm-hmm. versus someone like in a corporate hotel, I would say you have to call to the top of the ladder and then mm-hmm. I hear back three weeks and then it's passed. Yeah. <laughs> is over, you know? So I really like working with the owners, uh-huh. um, the people that make the decisions because it happens really quickly. Mm-hmm. It just could be one text or one conversation that we could do it or we could move on. And they're the people that I work with are really organized and really artistic, I would say. And so I would, to for me a pillar is definitely creativity open to my wild ideas mm-hmm. to the time with me if if you don't have time then you shouldn't work with a publicist because yeah. then I can't do my job so I always ask clients like are you gonna have time to talk to me weekly uh-huh. I just honestly I talk I go to the restaurants or the bakeries or I talk to them and text them like we don't have weekly meetings or anything we just meet when we need to mm-hmm. um, and so I I want to make sure they have the time that and that they're open to creativity and I like doing art direction for photo shoots so I'm really all hands-on and I go to every single thing so as long as they're open and creative with me then I think that's probably my biggest pillar that's awesome yeah I love 
I love that you sort of how you went actually deeper into defining creativity. Um, I always, uh, I, I throw out the Miriam dictionary cause I just, it doesn't apply to everybody. Right. Like, um, we each have our own feelings and definitions of words and to be able to articulate so precisely through examples and feelings and, you know, creativity also to you is collaboration, right? Like it doesn't actually happen unless there is collaboration. And so I think it's, it's so important for listeners to hear like, creativity in you know Alex's world means this this and this and it brings on collaboration right and so um I I think that those are awesome and you know to me there's no surprise to that because it also then includes your community fully (laughs) you're gonna say full circle is that when I lived in New York mostly you it was all about getting in Bon Appetit or Grub Street or the New York Times And for me, I have made my business more creative about including the community and coming up with these event ideas that it's not, it's, it's almost like the press comes after Uh is like, you're trying to get these high profiles in New York. I've been able to create a creative PR business in terms of helping let people know who these people are and getting to meet these chefs and let them be involved. And I think Austin, I, I just am so grateful that I live in Austin because the city has allowed that versus Mm -hmm. like New York is big, you know? Yeah. So that is how I think my PR skills shifted when I moved here is I saw that this is available Mm -hmm. and I can do that, make it this part of my PR business by having the community be involved. I love that. Yeah. I mean, and from what I saw, you're also helping grow the community around you, which is just, it's really cool to watch you sort of bop around your businesses and your people. And they're like, Hey, Alex, Hey, Alex. Hey, Alex. It's like, girl, this, this girl is popular here. <laughs> um, so um, before we close out for today, I am really curious to, um, hear uh what leadership means to you um because you are uh you know a solopreneur and you have worked in teams before you've had um you know people helping within your business as well you've had the opportunity to sort of like grow and discover what it meant to collaborate with somebody within your own um business is as today you know right before we started you were saying like you're actually in a little bit different of a space right now i'm curious to learn what leadership means to you today and whether it's a few words or it's uh you know a whole sentence a sentiment a feeling a story um but what are sort of some learnings of your like oh this is what it means to me today it's funny when i hear leadership i think of that meaning you you're the boss of, of employees mm-hmm. and guiding other people on your team. Mm-hmm. But I I have an employee, but I I when I think of leadership for myself, I think of it being part of the community. And yeah. I think people see that I have built something and it's taken me a long time to see it myself. But when people say to me like, you've built this from scratch, I I don't feel that way because I worked so hard in New York and I had great mentors. Mm-hmm. And like Randy, who you've met and Brad and Lizette, and I think of them as my leaders. Uh-huh. Um, but when I think of what I'm at myself as a leader, I think maybe it's that I'm 
doing what I'm so passionate about. And I found a way to make it my job mm-hmm. and I'm doing what I love all the time to where sometimes I don't know if it's my personal life or my professional life, but it's really my authentic code. And uh-huh. I feel like I admire people that do what they're meant to do. Mm-hmm. So I almost think me being a leader is that I'm showing people I'm going to, I'm, I stand for something mm-hmm. and I support people that I am for sure about. I would never take on work or a job that just because it's money, I really have to believe in them mm-hmm. to make myself feel good about mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. Um, and to do my best. Yeah. Um. So I also feel like having my personal brand check Mark Eats in my newsletter makes me a leader because it shows people what I'm doing daily and it's eating and yeah. exploring and And so I have this great following because I've just made myself that way. And Mm -hmm. I I talk about it. I'm very opinionated when it comes to food (laughs) and hospitality. And so I'm just really, I think being myself. Okay. Um, And I stick to my opinions. (laughs) You do. Love helping people. And I want everyone to have the same experience I have. I want people to, when someone tells me that they're going to a certain restaurant and I know the person that owns it, I'm like, I'll tell them you're coming or, and my friends don't, it's funny. My friends never ask me for anything. I'm like, y'all are the ones I want to ask. I'll tell you, I want them to order this specific whole Mm -hmm. fish, add Thai, you know? So it's really just kind of intertwined. I think this type of leadership is that I feel like a leadership in terms of like the food and restaurant, not necessarily as someone's boss. Yeah, I love that. You know, and I, you know, I, I think that a lot of what we've been told and taught is leadership is like being the boss, right? Like that you are you are in some position role, you know, that has a title and then like that makes you a leader, but, um, that's old rhetoric and that's just not, it's, it's, it's not truth. It's not the full truth, I think is really what's really important. And, um, we are, you know, as, as, as hospitality from within that is leading yourself back home, right? Like that is taking care of yourself so you can take take care for others. And leadership does not only mean to your point, like, I'm the boss. Well, you are the boss, but, and also you are leading people together, right? Like you are creating that space for your communities to come together and trust you. And whether it's through your newsletter or through your Instagram or through your, you know, partnerships with your clients, like you're leading the way you are paving the way for so many people to have really incredible creative experiences and, eating experiences or just like not be overwhelmed when they're traveling and they can check any one of your eating guides to any of the cities that you've been to. Trust is, is when I, when I am with my clients and they look to me and ask me my opinion, I'm like, I'm thinking they're the boss, you know? So (laughs) it's cool that, I mean, that's how it should work. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. In the service industry, essentially. So (laughs) Um, it's cool, you know, to feel trusted and Mm -hmm. then to trust myself with my own answer. Yeah. Yeah. That that's the juicy part. So (laughs) I have one last question because I'm, I'm dying to know. And because I mentioned cookies at the beginning of of the show. (laughs) It's 10 30 AM and I just baked a cookie. I made the last night and I had dough in the refrigerator. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to see what it tastes like 
having being refrigerated overnight. I'm going to eat this real quick before Kim calls. Perfect. <laughs> wow. So my question is, this is going to be a hard one and you're going to hate it, but what is your favorite cookie at the moment? <laughs> eye roll. I just got an eye roll, everyone. <laughs> well, New York is my favorite food city. Uh -huh. So I would say uh, it used to be city cakes. They just closed. Okay. But Daily Provisions, Danny Meyer, it's almost like a coffee shop. Yeah. They have caramel in the chocolate chip cookie with huge chunks of sea salt. And you really, it's in a basket and individually wrapped. You need to pick your own when you're doing it. <laughs> Some of them can be a little overcooked. So that would be my regular go-to. But last time I went, I went to La Mercerie mm -hmm. for a $6 chocolate chip cookie. <laughs> and they had, I swear, it must be Valrona, like, the caramel, um, like blonde chocolate chips layered in with the dark chocolate. And, oh, it was like thick all the way around, but not tall, you know, mm -hmm. like not mm -hmm. tall, like a Levain, but I, I, I was just looking forward to having it so much and it really, it really sealed the deal. So it has to be brown. I'm almost like telling you what I want. Yeah. <laughs> sea salt and Valrona chocolate, but, um, Yeah. I, I I talked about New York, so uh, I felt like I needed to say those cookies because that's where I really went on my cookie adventure. And I would walk when I lived there like miles to try cookies every Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, <laughs> I know what I'm going to have to pack on my next uh, voyage to, to Austin to visit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you so much, Alex. Um, we I will make sure that also your newsletter um, is in the show notes. Everybody should read it um, and subscribe if you are curious to learn about. So what was that? It's only twice a month, so it's not, there's no invasion in your inbox. Regularly. No, and the information is delivered in such a fun and thoughtful way that even if you don't read it, you're like excited to get the newsletter and you know you're going to like pin it for later. So um, we'll make sure that it is in the show notes um, as well as your Instagram account because that's a really another one fun, uh, fun one to follow. Um, thank you so much for sharing your story and, and being vulnerable and so sharing about community. Thank you. <laughs> and, and your whole business as well. Thank you. And I will speak to you soon. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for being here. I hope you were inspired by this episode. I invite you to share it with someone from your collective if you feel like it'll resonate with them. For more resources to fill your toolkit, visit www.onlyyummyalways.com. We'll see you next time.